0: Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. We are a church with a mission of inspiring ordinary people to live extraordinary lives for Christ. It really doesn't matter who you are, what you have done, or how you choose to worship. You belong here. We pray that this week's sermon blesses you and that you feel God's presence through it today. Has there ever been a time in your life when you really wanted something and when it ended up happening, it ended up being a lot more work than you thought it would be? Perhaps you might have even heard the phrase, be careful what you wish for, when you were complaining to somebody about how much more work it was than you thought it would be. When I was a kid, I really, really wanted a puppy. And so I did what any normal child would do and annoyed my parents for one. And time and time again, my parents said no. They were like, there's a lot of work that goes into it. You got to pick up after it. You're going to have to train it, et cetera, et cetera. You know how parents are trying to teach kids responsibility. But one day when I was old enough and my parents also decided I was old enough, we got the cutest puppy. And there was a lot of work that needed to get done. Um, And I absolutely hated picking up after it. And I had to work really hard, at least for a 12-year-old, to teach this dog simple commands such as sit, lie down, don't pee on the couch but I loved that dog so much. And no matter how much work it took, I was going to take care of it because I asked for it. And sometimes when we ask for something, we might not know what it will require of us. We might have some idea, but we can be surprised by what it requires or that we might have to give something up. And when we think about this idea of dangerous prayers, this is what should come to mind. Prayers that require something of us. Our prayers can often look like a grocery list of things that we want, kind of like sending Santa a letter. And we often view prayer as a way for us to get something rather than for us to give something. And when we turn to scripture, we can find Jesus and the apostles participating in dangerous prayers time and time again. So let's set the scene for a time when the apostles gather to pray a dangerous prayer. Firstly, they're arrested by the Sanhedrin council. Now, this council was filled with the main dudes for Judaism, Jerusalem, and the Jewish people. The council had many responsibilities, but one of them was to face heretics, to deal with heretics that would pop up. And according to the author of Acts, these new Jesus followers that are coming out of the woodwork are definitely seen as heretics during their time. And the disciples gathered together to pray this prayer in Acts 4. It says, After they were released... They went to their own people and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard it, they raised their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything in them, it is you who said by your Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, why did the Gentiles rage and people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers have gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed one. For in this city, in fact, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, gathered together against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look at their threats and grant to your servants to speak your word with all boldness, while you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus." When they had prayed, the place in which they were standing and gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. What a response. The very earth beneath them shook, and now after being filled with the Holy Spirit, they're to go and speak the word of God with all boldness, which is so cool. But what's so dangerous about that prayer? A risk of an earthquake? If you ask me, that'd be pretty awesome. Awesome. Put an emphasis on all of our prayers. Every time we say amen, there it is, earth shake. But no, the danger of this prayer is found in the aftermath. After their prayer, the disciples go throughout the land and they preach the good news to those around them. And it seems like their prayer has been answered. They're preaching with boldness. Their movement is growing and people are turning to God. However, just just when things look like they're going well, Stephen one of the disciples is arrested and brought before the Sanhedrin council. He stands accused of heresy, which is punishable by death, and he must defend himself before the council. Now, you can read his defense in Acts 7 in its its entirety, but to sum it up, he gives his evidence for why Jesus is the Messiah, God's chosen one, the liberator of humanity. And after his defense, the council and the crowds that gathered there violently took hold of Stephen and dragged him out of the city and stoned him to death. Now I hope you realize why that prayer was so dangerous. The disciples prayed for this boldness because they knew that's what they needed. Then when they were given the opportunity to be bold, they were. They could have easily been like, never mind God, we're good, we don't want this, we know what happens to those that upset the powers that be, but they didn't. They stood there and they preached with all boldness. They recognized that if their prayer was answered, that it would take work on their part to practice the boldness and to seize the opportunities that arose. In the same way we've prayed dangerous prayers as a church, We've prayed that we can impact this community. And look, our church is growing. We've prayed that our children's ministry grows and flourishes and look, it's growing. We've prayed that our youth ministry grows and thrives and look, it's growing. We've prayed that our church can thrive and be an effective part of the body of Christ and we are thriving and doing so many good things. However, it's not just enough to pray for these things to happen. We have to work to make them happen because it's dangerous to say, Lord, please help grow the ministries of this church because you know what will happen? The ministries will grow. They will flourish, but then what? We have to be willing to put in the work to support them and help them continue to grow. We have to be willing to sacrifice something in our lives so that we can continue to build up the kingdom of God. We have to be willing to say yes after our prayers have been answered. And our yes is nowhere near the severity of Stephen's. Our yes is giving up a couple hours a week to help out on a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning. Our yes is showing up when we need to help those around us. Our yes is to live out the love of God in our communities. And how will we do that? How will we know where to start? By praying for opportunity. One of the most dangerous prayers that we can pray is for opportunity. Say, Lord, open my eyes to the opportunities around me. And you'll be so scared of what happens, you'll never want to pray it again. Because you know what will happen. God will open your eyes to those opportunities around you. You will see what needs to get done and who needs help. But you have to say yes to those opportunities. You, because you can see the need all you want. But if you don't do anything about it, then what's the point? What's the point of coming to church, proclaiming that we want to live out the gospel, proclaiming that we love God with all of our being, and we want to love our neighbors as ourselves, if we don't act on it, we have got to be the ones that say yes. And saying yes is scary. It means that we have to change. It means that we have to do something differently than we're used to. It means that we have to step outside of our comfort zone. And I can tell you it's way easier to stay inside that comfort zone. But if we truly want to bring heaven to earth in this place, then we cannot stay where we are comfortable. It would have been better to, for Paul to continue to be a Pharisee where he probably would have died of old age instead of being executed. It would have been easier for Peter to remain a fisherman, to remain in Galilee and to live a normal life. Instead, he chose to follow Jesus and was tortured and executed. It would have been so much easier to say no for all of those people who have fought against the injustices of this world, who work to bring the love of God to those around them, to rise up against the oppression that their fellow humans faced it would have been easier for Jesus in the garden to say no to the cross. But for all of these, they lived out the the first lines of a very dangerous prayer. Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus taught the disciples this dangerous prayer, and we say it every week, because when God's will is done, Things are shaken up and turned upside down. The world around them began to change from what they were used to and started to look a lot more like heaven. Therefore, as we look forward to the new year, if we want the world around us to look a lot more like heaven, we have got to make this a year of dangerous prayers. We have to pray for our eyes to be open to the opportunities around us. We have to pray that we can be those that comfort those uh, that need it. We need to pray boldly that we can live out the love of God in our lives. We need to pray boldly to participate within the body of Christ. We need to pray that God challenges us to live out the mission of the kingdom of heaven. We need to pray that our lives can reflect that of Jesus. And that we can live out the words of Isaiah that Jesus reads in Luke 4. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim to the captives and recovery, uh, to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Man, if that don't sound like heaven, I don't know what does. And Jesus and the apostles shook things up because they said yes to these dangerous prayers. So let us also say yes and pray dangerous prayers. Let us pray. Lord, thank you so much for bringing us here. I pray that as we go into this year that you open our eyes to the opportunities to show your love to those around us, to show your love to those in our communities, in our families, in our workplaces. I pray that you don't let us be still and quiet. I pray that you make us bold this year because we wanna bring heaven to earth in all that we do. And I pray that we're able to do that through you. Work through us, Lord. Show us the opportunities. Grant us the courage to take, to seize them, to do your kingdom work. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon, and we hope you are able to join us next week. To learn more about FCC Great Bend, visit us online at FirstChristianChurchGB.com. Again, that's FirstChristianChurchGB.com.